Alrighty, we are on the um, last couple of lines of 23a, Chav Gimel Amod Aleph, the last two words on the line, the third um, to the bottom. When we were going, um, following Rabbi Yochanan, he have a bayilamela beisakise when he wanted to go into the um, to the washroom. He have a nokit sifra da gadata if he was holding a book of a gadata, um, you know that could be uh, some sort of book of Talmud or midrash. Have a yahivlan, he would give it to us and then enter the bathroom. He have a nokit tefillin, but if he was holding tefillin, lo have a yahivlan, he would not give it to us. Rather, he would bring it in with him. Omar, he said, being that the rabbis allow us to take the fill-in into the washroom, ninatran, so next page, uh, 23b, ninatran, I will bring it in so that it will guard me, it will protect me, right? You're in the middle of the field, anything can happen, you have the fill-in, they will be protection for you. Omar, Rav said, when, I would fo- when we would follow Rav Nachman, if he was holding a book of Agadata, Yahivlan, he would give it to us before going into the bathroom. Ki but if he was holding Tfilin, he would not give it to us. Omar, because he said, I'm going to bring it in. Being that the rabbis allowed me to bring it in, they will protect me, so I'm going to bring it in. Tanurabban, the rabbis taught, we are four lines down. In the uh, narrow, in the ver- from the very top. Tan Rabban, the rabbis taught, Lo yochaz adam tefillin biyado. A person should not hold tefillin in his hand. V'sefer Torah bizro'o. Or a Torah in his arm. V'yispalel and pray. And the fear is, is that you'll be so focused on it not falling out of your hand that you will not be able to focus properly on prayer. V'lo yashtin bahen mayim. V'lo yishan bahem. V'lo shinas keva. V'lo shinas arai. You also cannot... Um, Go to the washroom. You cannot urinate with tefillin in your hand. You also cannot sleep with tefillin um, with your tefillin, and you um, neither a a long sleep or 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 a nap. Amar Shmuel Shmuel says sakin umausukar a knife or money or a plate or a loaf of bread. Um, they are like those, in other words, they are like the tefillin and the Torah scroll that you cannot daven while you are holding them in your hand because you will be too focused on making sure they do not fall. Okay, Amar Rava, Amar Rav Sheshes. So Rava said in the name of Rav Sheshes, he's commenting now on the b'risa that said that you cannot hold tefillin while urinating. He's now explaining, The halacha is not like that b'risa. The because that would be going according to Beishamai, that you cannot hold tefillin while urinating. The Ibeishilo, because if we were going according to Shari, we know that Beishilel allows you to hold tefillin when going into a permanent or an established um, bathroom. So if he allows you to hold tefillin when going into an established bathroom, then certainly he would allow you to. If you're going into a temporary bathroom or one that um, is being you are creating now making into a washroom, so the idea is is that if we see in the brisa that you cannot hold tefillin while urinating, it must be that that's going according to Beis Shammai because Beis Hillel we assume would certainly allow you to hold it while urinating because we know Beis Hillel allows you to hold tefillin while going into an established bathroom. 
So if that's the case, so then we say, and because it's not going according to Beis Hillel, but rather Beis Shammai, we say the halacha is not like that b'risa, because the halacha follows Beis Hillel versus Beis Shammai. But now we're going to ask that perhaps that's not true. Perhaps this b'risa actually could accord with Beis Hillel. Mesve, um, we're going to ask on the position that said that that b'risa goes according to Beis Shammai, we're going to ask from a different b'risa. The b'risa says as follows, Devarim shehitarti l'chalkan, there are things that I permitted you here, asarti l'chakan, I have prohibited for you here. My love to fill in. Now, seemingly, that b'risa is talking about to fill in. It's understandable. If you, we can understand it if you say that that b'risa is going according to Beis Hillel. Then we could say as follows. We allowed you to bring in to fill in here. In the case of an established bathroom, asarti lechakan, and we prohibited you here. Beis Hakisayarai. It's referring to a temporary bathroom. So that would make sense. Going that we can understand the brisa going according to Beis Hillel, with the understanding that Beis Hillel, although he does not, he allows you to bring in. To fill in into an established bathroom, he would not allow you to bring it into an un, uh, a, a temporary bathroom. But if you're going to say that that price is going according to Beishamai, there is never an instance where Beishamai allows you to bring fillin into any sort of bathroom. So the wording of where I permitted you here, I per- prohibited you here, would not stand. Rather, it must be going according to Beis Hillel, so which would then show us that Beis Hillel actually does believe that you could bring fill-in into a established bathroom, but not into a temporary bathroom, which then means that the brisa that says that you cannot urinate while holding to fill-in could very well be according to Beis Hillel, and he's talking about in a temporary bathroom. And then the halacha could actually follow that because then it would be the halacha like Beis Hillel. So that's where we are right now. So then we say, no, that's not the right explanation of the brisa of the things I permitted you here, I prohibited you here. We we misunderstood it. Kitanya hahi, the brisa that said that, is actually referring to as follows. L'inyan tafachutafachayim. It, or um, it's referring to the concept of exposing yourself while going to the bathroom, the modesty that's necessary while going to the bathroom. Ditani chada, because we have one brayso that says as follows: Kishahu nifne, when one is going to the bathroom, megalela acharav tefach, he can expose from behind one hand breath, ulefanov tefachayim, and in front he can expose two te- uh, hand breaths. Vitanya idach, and then we have another brisa that says tefach. You can expose one tefach from behind, and but you cannot expose anything in front. And now, how do we reconcile these two brisas? My love, Now, shouldn't we conclude that both of these brisas are talking about a male going to the washroom? Velokashen, it's not a contradiction. Kan the second brisa, which allows um, exposing a tefach in the back, but nothing in the front, that would refer to when a man is defecating. Kan leketanim, and the first brisa, that said you can expose two tefach, two handbreaths in front and one behind, 
that would be referring katan, and that would be referring for urination, for urinating. And um, if that is the case, then we will basically be saying that um, the that the brisa, when it says that which is permitted here is prohibited here, would be as follows: that which is permitted when urinating to expose to tefach in front is prohibited when defecating you're not allowed to expose anything for a male so that's really the meaning of the brysa and it has nothing to do with any it has nothing to do with bringing fillin into a bathroom but now we're going to ask on this vitisbara does your explanation really make sense because um, we're basically saying that we have two brysas, each one of them, one is referring to defecation, one's referring to urination. Um, but does what we're, does, do, and, and we're basically saying that in the case of urination, the idea would be is that a man can expose two hand breaths in front, but no, a one hand breath and one hand breath in back. Now, if the brysa is really referring to urination, of tefach lomoli, why would we allow even one hand breath in back? You, a male should not need to expose anything from the back. So why would that be necessary? Allah, rather it must be, edi v'edi b'gadolim. Both brises are talking about when defecating. V'lokasha, and it's not a question. Haba'ish, haba'isha. One brisa, in other words, the brisa that allows one tefach in back and two tefach in front, that's referring to a man. Habaisha, um, and the b'risa which says one tefach in the back but nothing in front, that would be referring to a woman. And that is how you reconcile the two b'risas. They're both referring to defecating, but one's referring to a man and one to a woman. And that would be the idea. But now the Gemara is going to ask. And now, I'm sorry, and now... Um, what we're saying is, is that the Brysa that talks about permitting here and prohibiting there would be a reference to as follows. That which I permitted for a man to expose two hand breaths when defecating, I prohibited here for a woman to expose um, in front when defecating. Now we're going to ask a question though. If that is the, if that is the meaning in the Brysa, that which we taught at the end of the brisa. So, so the brisa says that we, that which we permitted here, we prohibited there. And then there seems to be a refutation on those words um, with the following words. It says, We teach, we taught, a, a, we, we refuted that concept with saying, that there's a kalvachomer here that has no answer. In other words, what we're basically saying is, is that which we allowed here, we prohibited there, is basically saying that that which we allowed here in a scenario that you would have thought should have been more stringent, we prohibited here in a scenario which we thought would have been more lenient. So the refutation to that ruling is you have a kalvachomer, that you cannot say that because you have a kalvachomer. And a kalvachomer means that if we apply something, if we apply a certain rule in a stringent case, then we will certainly apply it in a lenient case or vice versa, but it's a logical ruling. So in other words, if we permitted something in a stringent case, then we would certainly be permitting it in a stringent, in a lenient case. So that is the response to the Brysa's, um, to the, what the Brysa was saying. Now, if the response, so if what the Brysa was saying is that we allow for a male to ex expose two hand breaths when defecating and not a female, 
then my ain't love to shuva. Then what exactly was the response that we have a kalvachomer argument that has no refutation? There really is no kalvachomer here. There's no logical argument that would say that because we allow it by a man, we should then allow it by a woman. This is just taking into account the natural way of things. And the natural way of things is that a man needs to be able to expose two handbreadths when um, defecating, and a woman doesn't. So how do we understand the flow of that brysa if we're going to set up that we're talking about a man and woman and exposing themselves in the washroom? Elolav, rather it must be that that brysa that permits here and prohibits there is actually referring to, elolav tefillin is referring to tefillin. And the idea would be, and the idea would be is that the brysa is saying that um, that which we allowed, meaning in other words, that which we allowed you to bring tefillin into an established bathroom, we do not allow into a temporary bathroom. And then the proper response would be is, wait a minute, shouldn't we have a kalva chomer? If we allow you to bring tefillin into an established bathroom, then certainly we should allow it in a temporary bathroom. And with that understanding of the brisa, to Yufta de Rava Amar Rav Sheshes, we have a refutation on that which Rava said in the name of Rav Sheshes, that the brisa is going according to that, that original brisa that said that you cannot hold to fill in while urinating, that he had said that that's a reference to Beis Shammai. Now we have this brisa that says that actually that would go according to Beis Hillel even, and it would be a reference to a temporary bathroom. So we say to Yufto, we do have a refutation on that. But now we have a question. So now we have this brysa, and we have the response to in this brysa of saying that don't we have a kalvachomer? If we allowed it, if we allow you to bring tefillin into an established bathroom, then shouldn't we allow it certainly in a temporary bathroom? Mikol makom kasha, and that's what we're going to ask right now. Now, don't we have a question? Nevertheless, isn't there a question? If you have a established bathroom and we allow you to bring tefillin into it, then all the more so shouldn't we allow you to bring in tefillin into a temporary bathroom? That's the question now. So we answer as follows. No, this is what the Bryce is saying. If one is urinating in a in an established bathroom, then there is a place to sit. Number one, then, then the idea is, is that there is a place to sit, and if you're sitting, then there will be no drops left of the urine, and therefore you could bring your tefillin in there. So Shari, there Beis Hillel allows you to bring tefillin in. Beis Hakisei Arai, but in a temporary bathroom where there are no snowers to sit, so instead you will be standing then the ikonitsotsos, then there would be drops of urine. Um, and if there are drops of urine, then it all of a sudden becomes an inappropriate place. Drops of urine on one's feet, then it becomes inappropriate to be holding tefillin in such a scenario. Osri, so their base Hillel would prohibit it. Now, ihachi, if this is so, so the question was, is shouldn't we have a kalvachomer? If we allow you to bring tefillin into the permanent bathroom, then certainly we should into a temporary bathroom. And then we said, no, there's a great answer because in the temporary bathroom, there's urine drops on your feet, which is inappropriate to be holding tefillin in such a case. But then we ask, ihachi, if that is so, that there, we have such a good answer to the kalvachomer, amai ain't a love teshuva, why did the... Why did the person in the price to say that this was a kavachomer that had no answer? 
We just gave a very good answer to the potential Kalvachomer. So he explained as follows. This is what we mean to say. This case, you'll have to approach in a way of reasoning, of logical reasoning. And you cannot just look at stringent and lenient. Because if you approach this just as stringent and lenient, then you do have a problem. If in a stringent case, in an established bathroom, we let you bring in tefillin, then certainly in a lenient case of in a temporary bathroom, we should allow you to bring in tefillin. So zehu kalvachomer she'enalav teshuva, and that would be a kalvachomer that has no response. But the point is, is that we can't just rely on stringent and lenient. We have to use reasoning. And when it comes to reasoning, logical reasoning, then we actually have this very good differentiation. So that is where we got up to. That was a bit of a complicated back and forth, keeping in mind all of the brises, but we got through it. And now we can go on to the next part. Tanu Ra Banan. Basically, like kind of right in the middle, there's a, there's a colon. And that's where we are right now. Tanu Ra Banan, the rabbi's tata, wrote keva. Somebody that wants to go into a long meal, but wants to make sure that they go to the washroom beforehand so they don't have to excuse themselves in the middle of the meal. Then Mahali Hasara Pa'amim Arba Amos. They should walk 10 times, they should walk 4 cubits. So they should just do a lot of walking. Oh, Arba Pa'amim Esther Amos, or walk 4 times, walk 10 cubits. Um, the walking will help you um, become, uh, you know, help you to be able to relieve yourself, the Pones, and then relieve yourself, and then go into the meal. If you're going into, again, a long meal, first take off your tefillin, and then go in and eat. Don't keep your tefillin on. says, argues actually, and argues in only one minor detail. You, you don't need to take them off before the meal and put them somewhere else. Rather, you could take them off and put them right onto the table at which you are eating, and that is also appropriate because they'll be right there for you when you want to put them back on. And until which point you keep your tefillin off when in the middle of a meal, Rav Nachem Yitzchak says, until you get to the blessing, until you get to the grace after meals. But once you get to the grace after meals, you put your tefillin on and say it with your tefillin on. Tani Chada, one b'raisatat, so rare Adam Tfilov im Osav Afrak Soso. You may wrap your tefillin and your money together in the same kerchief. Vitani Idach, but the other Brahsa says, Lo Yatsur, you're not allowed to, it's not respectful to your tefillin. So how do we reconcile these two Brahsas? Lo Kasha, it's not a question. Hada Azmane, where we say you're not allowed to, that's where you had designated the kerchief as a special tefillin kerchief, then you cannot put money in there as well. But if you did not designate it as your tefillin holder, then you could put money and tefillin in together. To Amr Chista, because Rav Chista said, Hai Sudra de Tefillin. If you have a kerchief for tefillin, to Azmane Lameitzer Beit Tefillin, that was specifically designated to wrap your tefillin in it, Sar Beit Tefillin, then if you already wrapped your tefillin in it, Asr Lameitzer Beit Pshiti, you can no longer wrap coins with it. But if you had designated it for tefillin, but you did not yet wrap it with tefillin, then or or you wrapped tefillin in it, but did not yet designate it, 
Charlemates or Bezuzi, then you are actually still allowed to wrap uh, coins in it. Ula Abaye to Amar Hazmona Milsihi. Now, according to Abaye, though, that says that just designating something is significant, then what's the halacha? Then Azmane, as long as you designated the kerchief for tefillin, even if you had not yet wrapped your tefillin in it, or um, tsarbe, um, meaning even if you had not yet wrapped your tefillin in it, you would not be allowed to wrap coins in it. Tsarbe, but if you had wrapped your tefillin in it, and, and that's all you had done, then e asmane aster. Then if you had designated it as well, then you're not allowed to wrap your coins in it. Elo asmane, but if you did not designate it for tefillin, even though you wrapped it with it, then um, lo, then it's not a problem to wrap your coins in it. Okay. By Rav Yosef, Rav Nechunya, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yosef, the son of Rav Nechunya. Ask from Rabbi Yehuda, Are you allowed to put your tefillin under your head when you go to sleep? Um, we certainly don't let you do it under your footrest because that because that is a, disgr- a disgraceful treatment for the tefillin. Our question is, what about putting it under your headrest? My, what is the halacha? The answer was, This is what Shmuel said, Mutar, you're allowed to, even if your wife is with you, meaning even if you may be intimate intimate with your wife, it's still allowed to keep your tefillin under your headrest. They asked on this from a different b'raisa. You're not allowed to place your tefillin under your footrest because that is a disgraceful way to treat them. But you are allowed to put them under your headrest. But if your wife was with you, then it is forbidden to do so. Um, but if there was an area that was either three handbreadths higher than your headrest, near your head, or three handbreadths lower than your um, headrest, mutar, then you can, pl- you can place your tefillin there even if your wife is with you. Tiyofta the Shmuel, now this seemingly is a very, is a refutation of the words of Shmuel. Tiyofta, it is a refutation. We will stop here for today. Um, have a wonderful Shabbat. Um, and we're, let's just quickly go over what we were talking about. We're talking about bringing tefillin into the bathroom. Um, then we talked about how to daven, and you, if you're going to be fo- too focused on not dropping whatever you're holding, you should not daven holding those things. Then we went back to discussing what exactly Beis Hillel's opinion is um, when it comes to bringing tefillin into a bathroom, established or temporary. We were, uh, we fe- we, un- we were introduced to the concept of the Kal um, again. And then we talked about... Um, how to make yourself, how to, a, a, a remedy to be able to relieve yourself. Um, we talked about taking your tefillin off when eating. Then we talked about proper storage of one's tefillin, both as far as the bag or the scarf is concerned, as well as um, where to place it if you want to place it near you while you sleep. All right, take care.